Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, in anticipation of this fall's election, the Confluence Cast is endeavoring to introduce Columbus voters to the 12 council and two mayoral candidates in their own words. In today's interview, Luis Gill, candidate for District 2, discusses his background and why he's running for council. From his early life in Venezuela to his community involvement here in the United States, Luis opens up about what drives him to serve his community and how he envisions the future. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Luis Gill, candidate for Columbus City Council for District 2. Mr. Gill, how are you, sir? Great. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here today. No, absolutely. Can we start off just by walking us through who you are, what your background is, and you know, as that relates to your candidacy for council? Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, my name is Luis Gill. I was born in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had a tragic family event, which is my mom dies when I was 16. And my mom always had that, you know, vision that I should come to the United States someday. Okay. Even though way back when I was five, six, seven years old. And uh, one of those things, uh, that's what you wanted. And uh, unfortunately, passing her very young at 36 years old, um, it was already the seed planted mm-hmm. in my head. And voila, things do happen that way. It, it was not an easy thing to do, but uh, the fact of the matter, that was her vision. And, and I had to used to give you a little bit of, you know, the background of the decision coming to Ohio. I mean, okay. we're talking over 30 years ago. Uh, the Latino community was very small and so on. But migrating from Venezuela when it was at the time one of the richest countries in South America, why leave? You know, and mm-hmm. it's one of the things that it was part of the, you know, des- des- de- destination for me to go. So anyway, so as I was being asked to where I wanted to go, you know, the obvious thing was L.A., Miami, New mm-hmm. York. These things that you saw on TV, you mm-hmm. know, uh, very young age. And then I went to say goodbye to a friend. And as I, lay, I was waiting in the elevator in Caracas, Venezuela, um, the guy, a guy comes out. And he just said, hey, I heard that you're going overseas. I said, yeah, where are you going? I said, I'm not sure. Go to Ohio. That was okay. it. That was it. Okay. So I came to Athens, Ohio for the first time, and then I moved to Toledo, and then Toledo moved to a, a small town called Forest. That's when I got married and mm-hmm. five kids, and, um, and that's it. So basically, so going to my background, I, w- I studied for to be a, a mechanical engineering at the University of Toledo, and for the first time in the lifetime of Venezuela, historically, uh, the economy went down the tubes mm-hmm. back in the uh, you know, 70s, 80s, and uh, unfortunately, my dad got a call, phone call from my dad saying, you're on your own. You're going to have to you know, fence yourself. He can't support you anymore. Yeah, you can't, okay. I can't do that. Even though I came in with uh, some kind of uh, scholarship, it was not enough, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. So anyway, so I had to diverge myself into going into business. Uh, I went to work for a, co- a great company for, you know, over 10 years. And uh, this company was in charge of 
parking lots. It's called system parking at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there were managers and owners of parking lots and garages throughout, you know, Ohio and basically, you know, uh, you know the, the whole United States. Mm-hmm. So those are the background. I, you know, married, have five kids, uh, went on my own, I started my own business. I went into the, the insurance business, went into now translating at the time was essential. Mm-hmm. So Spanish community and somebody that can translate to speak both languages. It was very essential at the time. Currently, I translate for three different courts, you know, uh, in Wyanda County, uh, Hardin County, and uh, in uh, Lima, Allen County. So those are stuff that keeps me busy traveling and all the stuff and going there, you know, on Tuesday, go to one, one county, on Wednesday, another county, and Thursday, another county. Mm-hmm. So they already pre-programmed people that's Spanish speakers that I have to go into court. They say, well, Mr. Gil will be here on, on Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. you're scheduled to Wednesday. So that's stuff that has have work. And, um, you know, very, very, they pay very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and love politics. Uh, when I arrived to this country, Ronald Reagan was the president. I mm-hmm. was 18, 19 years old. And, of course, with the background, loving politics from back home and the things that happened in Venezuela with Chavez and all that, you know, um, horrible moments of changing Venezuela forever. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was the president, so I kind of lured into... Republicans and, you know, conservative, because that's all I saw. You know, mm-hmm. 19, 20 years old, you know, you can easily be indoctrinated, mm-hmm. you know, at the moment, you know. So uh, I consider myself in the middle of the ground, you know, middle of the, you know, of the party, mm-hmm. where the fact, uh, you know, radical doesn't go with me either way, you know. Okay. So, and that's that's the part that I translate into, you know, why be conservative, you know. Okay. So... So you've run before. Yes. I ran uh, for, uh, you ran for Franklin, commissioner. Franklin County Commissioner. Yes. Talk me through what your passion is to run and to, is it simply you want to serve or is this a, you want to implement certain policies in the city, in the area? What's your, what's your motivation? Well, my motivation always has been, you know, the little guy. The okay. guy's been left behind. You know, there's so many opportunities that I have been blessed in so many ways. You know, first of all, having five kids, overachievers, you know, I'm divorced. And uh, and amazing, we were over the weekend together and and seeing them, you know, flourish Mm -hmm. amazingly to this great country. So I see the path that many people can take. No, you know, there's a lot of ingredients into how your life is going to, you know, be you know, forward into the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking especially younger generations. But, you know, there's a factor which is, I always consider, is it 1%? Is it a 10% or 5% luck? Mm-hmm. You know, you happen to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. And those are the stuff that ha- happened to me. You know, I, I, I became actively engaged when, even though being in a small town, I helped the judge, I helped the mayor, I helped the, uh, you know, the, especially in the conservative, you know, party. And, uh, and those are the still motivating me to meet people. I mean, I can tell you with great honor is that I have met by handshake every president of the United States except Trump and then Biden now. You know, okay. I mean, you know, Clinton, Obama. Obama spoke Spanish to me when we met. So wait, you've got Reagan, both Bushes, Clinton, yes. and Obama. Handshake. Okay. Yes. And, and I mean, literally... You know, what are the odds of somebody, you know, especially me with the background, 
you know, even American people can say that, you know, mm-hmm. because, and then, uh, you know, when they came to, um, you know, when the Columbus assisted, I mean, uh, when, uh, when Bush, the son, came to Lima, um, he, uh, I was literally had my son on my shoulders, mm-hmm. and we were right behind him, and guess what happened on the Lima News? My pictures is in, in the front page of the Lima News with my son on my shoulders. There you, know? you go. Uh, not even planned, and of course, he walked by, and, you know, handshake. I mean, that's it. You can't say anything. Uh, you got split seconds, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then with Obama was very, uh, very, uh, very amazing because they all amigo, hmm. and, and then we took, he got my phone and we took a selfie, you know? That's fantastic. You know, those are the stuff that it made it, it made it, it made me open my, my spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, not so, you know, no one party can change everything. We mm-hmm. need all together to do this. And that's the part that I want to bring to, you know, the city council, you know, right now It's just, you know, do we make, how do we make progress mm-hmm. instead of being divided? But my thing is the future. How do we get those kids from early on? Mm-hmm. You know, we have rampant crimes. And, of course, we can get into that subject. Well, I mean, you're, you're right in front of me, right? The next question is, is what are the issues that are facing Columbus? I believe if we, in not, I'm not running for school board, but education will be the key mm-hmm. to many issues that happen in the inner city. If we, if we get that somehow strengthen those kids to look at the vision. But my thing, uh, having a math mind, physics, chemistry. If we start giving those ingredients to those kids early on, mm-hmm. it, it, it will not scare them. I, I mean, I believe that, you know, some of those kids that they're going into middle school and high school, they're scared to death to take science classes mm-hmm. because they're not being taught or fed into their mind it's going to be okay, mm. you know. And those are the stuff that if we create a path, you know, for those kids and granted, you know, Again, I'm not running for school board, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the city and the city council can be instrumental to help those inner cities to, you know, look at, look at what's happening, you know, every weekend, every week, every day. Crime is getting younger and younger. Mm-hmm. So those are the stuff that, that's the passion that I would like to bring for city council. And how do we give them the tools so they can make it? I mean, we have great tools coming in right now. I'll give you an example. Intel. Mm-hmm. Intel can create, it's going to create, well, it already put Columbus International Map. Yeah. You know? So we're one of the cities that the, you know, everyone's looking at. Uh, how, do, how is that changing Columbus even now? I heard people that are coming to Columbus and, uh, you know, granted, we're not going to talk about, you know, uh, buying house, mm-hmm. cash, you know, $700,000, $500,000 in the inner cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I learned from a, a, a local company, a, lo- a local um, institution, let's put it that way, that had purchased 21 houses in Linden to renovate them, mm-hmm. to, you know, create houses attractive to who? Because they're purchasing these houses at ninety, hundred thousand dollars $100,000, and in two or three years, they're already worth $200,000. Mm-hmm. So is it an investment for themselves? Is it something that they see that you and me don't see you know, real quick because they, they're concentrating on to the future? I don't know what it is. But all I know, and I can tell you for a fact, because I have walked any, every city, um, inner city in Columbus, mm-hmm. Linden, South Linden, Southfield, Bering Village. Okay. I walk yeah. with them, and I'm friends with the with the commissioners. You know, mm-hmm. the, and and 
they always tell me that they see the changes in the neighborhood of somebody purchasing a house and not knowing who they are. Hmm. And they, they not so much they get worried, but the biggest worry is uh, property tax. Okay. If those houses that are, you know, that were purchasing 90000 they go $200,000, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a, eventual. They're going to increase the property tax. And they're not going to go just because of the house. It's every single house. Mm-hmm. So those people that has been there for a long time, you know, uh, 20, 30 years live there, they're going to be affected by, you know, by the increment. I mean, do you believe, though, that there's enough of an increase that those folks are being, like, literally pushed out of their home? Totally. Okay. And that's the biggest worry. I have assisted, I have attended meetings where they are really worried what is going to happen to them in 10, 15 years. Hmm. You know, so how do we see the council be essential? Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, things are not getting better. You see that by crime. Okay. And the crime is getting younger and younger. Um, is the city investing on the right issue at the right time? You know, we are on the process historically that going from $1.4 billion budget mm-hmm. to $1.76 lar- I believe it's the largest increment within one year okay. in the history of the last 15 years of Columbus. Is, is, is it one party, you know, in charge of everything? I don't believe so. That's where I want to bring a little bit of balance. I want to be... I like to, uh, the way I talk to people, and they, one guy gave me the idea, I want to be that wheel on that on that 18-wheeler mm-hmm. that is going to be smoking when it's making the driver stop. Right. One wheel, it will make the driver stop, you know. So do I, I, want, I don't want to be controversial. I just want to make sure that we can refocus a little bit into the city what's happening, you know. Uh, we have issues in the police department for the last five years. You know, mm-hmm. we have a new chief. Very amazing assistant chief. Uh, I know every single one of them, and I know their heart and their vision is to make Columbus better. Yeah. Uh, do we have the right ingredient? Do we have the support from from the government to make sure that the police is free to do and trust? I don't believe so. I okay. talk to a lot of police officers, and they're really um, worried that whatever they do is going to be in the microscope of the public is going to be, you know, they do they he- they are hesitant, you know. Granted, uh, the city, uh, the, the city is investing quite a bit on Columbus and into minorities, you know. Mm-hmm. Now that we got Somalis uh, police officers, you know. Granted, you know that's a great idea. Do I, do we have what it takes to make Columbus? Uh, to change Colombia into a safer city. I don't think so that we have right now. That's why somebody like me can bring an ingredient that is going to make this path to take a different route. Okay. Because it's important. Can I press you there on what you've talked about education mm-hmm. as a key there. Uh, I don't know that education really addresses anything that's happening with the police force. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you could make training arguments, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. What uh, role do you think city council should play in helping to address that? I believe that the people of Columbus or the residents are hungry for a change. Okay. And when I say that in, in the terms of your question is they know the current path is not working. Crime mm-hmm. is rampant right now. I mean, you got cars, you know, upside down, you know, I mean, because a, a, a young kid, it was driving with, you know, high speed into the streets of Columbus, you mm-hmm. know. What are the ingredients? Why is that bringing that path? I believe by changing one thing in the city council, it can have repercussions of, of wave, you know, in the city 
to make sure that we look things differently. The people are hungry. They tell me in different communities, they say, Mr. Gill, we're supporting you because we know that we can't keep going the same way. We cannot, and one of the things, phrases I like to use, you can be doing the same thing, expect different results. Mm-hmm. You know? So those are the things that I wanna bring to the table. And the odds are, you know, right now my favorite, there's 12 candidates, there are nine uh, uh, open seats. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It, it just got a little bit bigger, but I'm playing, I'm fighting, like I'm losing because of the fact of the matter. I wanna make sure that I get there, I'm in the new districting, and I would like to create something that Columbus never seen before. Okay, let's pivot then to the new districting mm-hmm. system, the new structure we have, mm-hmm. what thoughts you have on it, how you feel about it. Well, you know, this is something that they come up with. You know, the idea is not too bad. Uh, I, it's not a complete redistricting because the fact of the matter that anybody from any part of the city can vote for me. Mm-hmm. I do have to represent this, you know, the, uh, my, my district. Mm-hmm. I do have to win my district in order to make it, but anybody can vote for me. How well, did, you don't have to win your district. I, I do have to win my district currently. I don't know how they're going to monitor that. So I haven't heard that. Yeah. And so maybe we'll edit this out. That's right. My understanding is that each, uh, you are, you have to live in the district yes. that you are representing. Yes. But that the voting is simply citywide. It's citywide. Yes. Anybody, right. everybody's voting for everybody. Everybody's voting for right. everybody. And that's my understanding. That's why I call it, you know, I use the phrase fake districting. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it doesn't make any sense, you know, what what what's happening right now. But then, you know, those are the rules right now. They created the rules. They have the majority. Mm-hmm. You know, they're controlling basically everything. Well, I want to bring things differently because the fact of the matter that we we can be doing the same thing you know um you know the city of Colombo needs us we're going to be an international city mm-hmm. and you know with the crime that we have and that is escalating it's just something that we have to cure that illness somehow curb it we can't radi- you know eradicate crime right now mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter we can put a little bit of breaks and what happens why do i go into education because education is is a factor of those kids Mm -hmm. you know if we can create a different mindset a different vision a different dream for those kids those kids can start thinking differently right now the inner city kids are basically lost and those are the stuff how come and this is the things that i see how come dublin westerville worthen new albany they're already creating classes for intel Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that they have to do in order to create a better path for their life. Those are the stuff in the inner city. I am the one that brought Intel a few years back to the inner cities. I told the, uh, to the uh, air commissioners, I told them, I said, listen, you're missing the ball. This is something that it cannot, you know, exponentially gain speed if we create a path. I had call, I got calls from different pastors. Tell us more about this. Mm-hmm. What's going on? How come we don't know? And those pastors, I said, Gil, you have the microphone. Tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know? And I bring this subject, and now they're engaging. And I tell you where probably I can say that I brought this up two years ago when Intel, I, you know, even mentioned, you know, Intel, when I found out Intel five years ago, good friends with the Columbus One, mm-hmm. you know, they're the ones that created that bridge. And the budget for Intel was $5 billion. Hmm. And then the increment the following year went to seven. Right now, do you know what? I went to a meeting in, uh, about Intel, how they're creating 
all the stuff. And, and it's interesting, the stuff that you hear that you don't know. How come they landed in near Columbus? Because they're not in Franklin County. Mm-hmm. They're in another county nearby. One, taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's number one there. They just created that little boundary, and they say, we're building right here. And another one is seismic, you know, the earth movement. There has no being earth movement in the area for like over hmm. thousand years. You know, microships, you know, how they have to be so precise. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter, they can't have this kind of stuff happening, you know, as any ground movement. That's why they're going deep. They're going to make sure their assurance that no other stuff will happen. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That, yeah, I had, you know, I had no idea. Yeah, so those are the stuff that is it, not only that, but it's one of the ingredients that created that that area mm-hmm. so uh, appetizing for them for you know for Intel you know among other things you know and uh, and those are the stuff that is is real close to our to our neighbors real close to the inner city mm-hmm. what are we creating and that's the stuff that I want to do create a little bridge how most of those kids don't have no clue what's happening to their future we're talking five years from now mm-hmm. they need close to twenty thousand um, job employees. Mm-hmm. Not only that, the, uh, and only that what Intel created. Now we have LG going to a, you know very forty minutes from now. Mm-hmm. We got the subway batteries. You know going so many you know forty minutes from here. Mm-hmm. The destruction they're gonna create in the highways is gonna be amazing. We might have another two seventy. You know. Uh, outer belt. An outer, outer belt. Yeah. Yeah. An outer, outer belt. It's a, <laughs> and what I hear is going to be with few exits. So they can be, you know, moving traffic very heavy, you hmm. know, so, uh, and faster. And, how, you know, my understanding is that 18 counties is going to be affected by Intel. Yeah. And, uh, and that's tremendous. And we are. We're basically the epicenter, the, the of epicenter. It, right? Linden, yeah. you know, right? Linden's right there. Mm-hmm. What are we going to create? Those kids need science on their mind, and the only way to to put the, to open their mind, hunger for science, and when they're little, mm-hmm. so we can expose them, and they're not afraid. When you know, granted, we have to the next. Uh, if you don't mind, let's go to the next phase. Mm-hmm. What do we do with the kids that already graduated? Yeah, uh, we need to create a path for those kids to go back and and recycle them. Mentally, educate with education to put them back in there. I do know that I found out by my a friend of mine that works for Intel that Intel might have a program that you can join, and you go to that program for one year, mm-hmm. you have ninety five percent guarantee that you get a job in Intel, hmm. and it's a one year program that you have to do it. But in order to to do that, the requirements that you take a little one science class in every year of high school. Mm-hmm. That's the the requirements. You have that. They, they can feed into it. Got it. Um, final big question. What, uh, basically, why should people vote for you? What's your what's your value proposition that you're bringing to the table here? Well, uh, I care. I'm not doing this for me. I told uh, during the, uh, over the weekend, if I get elected, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not that the fact that people will like what I have to say, I want to be behind people, pushing them into the right path. Hmm. This is not going to be something that for me, I'm not going to be in the front. I'm going to be behind the scenes because that's where the power is in Columbus right now. If we get behind the scene and support all those communities and support all those communities and it's a, and it's a little spider web. If you move something here, something moves, you know, a little, hmm. cli- a little, 
short distance. Those are the stuff that we have to get with the leaders in the inner cities, air commissioners, because they know what their city needs, they know what their neighborhood needs, mm-hmm. and they know their families that need help. All this money that right now we're, um, you know, the largest budget that we have in Columbus in long time, mm-hmm. $1.76 billion. I mean, we're, what, the 30th largest city in the, in the country? And we are, you know, in the crime, we're uh, 149 out of 150, or oh, no, I'm sorry, one, 130 out of the 150 worst cities in the country. Okay. We're way there. Is that the reputation that Colombo wants to have, having the one of the largest company international here? Mm-hmm. I think we can do better. We must do better. And the city and the inner city is hungry for being better. Okay. Uh, I end every interview by asking, what do you think Columbus is doing well, and what do you think Columbus is not doing so well? One of the things that Columbus is doing well, raising money. We got okay. $1.76 billion, got approved by you okay. know, everybody on the, on the, on the, in there, which is uh, all supporting each other. I've never seen criticizing the mayor or anybody like that, so according to them, we had the perfect mayor. I think the mayor is somebody that, you know, that he needs to, you know, go away and bring new mind. And I don't mean to get into that subject, but the fact of the matter, the city council is in the same path. Uh, this very unfortunately, we don't have that many challengers mm. uh, to, 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 uh, for, uh, to run for city council. And uh, you mentioned a few names. Uh, we have to change. We have to change. What can? What is Columbus doing better? Um, I was in one of the uh, grand openings on the uh, pools. Mm-hmm. They are, they open seven amazing pools, and those are the stuff that is an investment for the community. Mm-hmm. I get that, but the way it happened over the weekend when we celebrated, you know, July Fourth in the city, and on Monday, and somebody started yelling, you know, whatever, and everybody started running, thinking mm-hmm. that there was a shooter in, in, within themselves, and people got hurt. I heard a friend of mine that literally fall, and people went over them. Mm-hmm. Those are the stuff that we have to be careful. Uh, was it a prank game that their kids were doing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But how vicious you have to be on your mind to create something with this like I don't know how many 300,000 400,000 people yeah. in town you know those are worrisome moments that we have to pay attention nothing happened thank God mm-hmm. but had the potential the future is going to be if we get those kids that I believe we were kids they were doing this mm-hmm. if we get those kids in different thinking different mindset and creating something for them that they can build their future we can distract them into doing things that they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. you know what do we need to do uh do we need to get more law enforcement involved you know the police i mean granted i have a great relationship with them uh and uh, those are the stuff that we need to create bridges between um between our institutions in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back, as you knew, the mayor was not getting along with the chief, so he had to sp- search for a new chief. We have a great chief right now that mm-hmm. is looking to create something better than what she got from the beginning. So, and sorry, what was your other question? Oh, yeah, I mean, you sort of went over it. Like, what yeah. are we doing well and what are we not doing so well? Yeah, so, so you know, Columbus needs uh, a little... A little um, a little different light so people can start seeing. Mm-hmm. I want to bring that light so people can see, you know, it can be better than what we have right now. Got it. Luis Gill, thank you.
Thank you very much, and I appreciate the moment here. And and all I want to ask the voters to give me an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to use that famous phrase: "You you have nothing to lose." You know. Okay. So. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite volunteer. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. Our producer is Philip Cogley. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.